You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we try to fix the Texans secondary, and we take a look at this week's playoff matchups. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land, also host of the Houston Sports Talk podcast, who you can find me over there as well, along with my co-host, Brian Patterson, who runs and contributes to FansideHouseOfHouston.com. I'm sure many of you know about his website. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And Brian, we're going to talk about the divisional round playoff matchups later in the show, but I thought the strangest story of the day was the Chargers signing former Texans kicker Nick Rose to the active roster this weekend. Did you see what's what he's going to be doing? Uh, I have no idea what he's going to be doing, but putting him on the NFL field, uh, period, it, it's not going to be good. You know, we, we had the Nick Rose experience. Well, well, hold before you get before you judge, let's hear what he's doing, because this is interesting. They're, they're going to keep two kickers. Michael Badgley will keep uh, handling field goals, but Rose has a bigger leg. So he's in charge of kickoffs because the game time temperature is 29 degrees. No snow at Foxborough, but Nick Rose, you know, they're just, they're getting him for his leg. This is a real interesting move. This is almost like a Belichick move, actually. Right. It's something that you don't see all that often. And, and you know, lo yeah. and behold, if that's something that they need to do, then if he helps them win, there you go. Yeah. This is the show <laughs> where we uh, look at fixing the Texans secondary. So let's move on to that because we got a lot to talk about. And honestly, Brian, I'm not sure this is all fixed with player personnel. We're going to get into that. Romeo still may need to go. The de- this defense tends to get beat up by the mediocre or poor quarterbacks, and it's not just this season. It, it feels like that's been their history, especially under OB and, and, and Romeo. Uh, Brady gets them every time. Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Garoppolo, Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, and Russell Wilson have all beat the Texans uh, over that span. A couple of those were last year, of course, when Vrabel was in charge, so you know, you might give it a break, but they, they beat Drew Brees back in 2014 and Andrew Luck a couple times over the years. So there, there has been those games, Brian, but I don't know if this is completely turned around unless they get a different coach with a new set of eyes that's not in the building right now. Just, just somebody new. Uh, you know, obviously, Romeo 71, it's not just about his age. I just think they just need some, some new blood in there to do something a little bit different. I, I just, I feel like the secondary, it, it, it's a much bigger problem than just personnel. Yeah. And, and the versatility thing, you know, they're, they're continuing to go after that. You know, it's great to have someone that can do more than one thing, but again, you want guys that are specialized in a certain position. You had Ty Matthew you know, this season, move all over the place from cornerback to, uh, to free safety. And this is a man that's a natural safety. That's where he wanted to be uh, this season. And, uh, you know, Pat Starr, you know, on say the Texas, his podcast, he brought that up, you know, and that could be detrimental to, you know, his performance and how he kind of dropped off toward uh, the end of the season. Yeah, so that's a great point. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a great point. And, and, you know, the cornerback situation, it's the real emergency. But, you know, we, we, we could get to that. But let's start off because you mentioned Ty Matthew. Let's start off with with the Kareem Jackson and Ty Matthew deal, which is it's almost like the Sophie's choice for some Texans fans. We can talk about that. But, of course, I have to say, Justin Reed, he's the cornerstone. He's the future of this whole secondary. He's the start. That's the one thing that I know going into next year. Now, most people might assume, Brian, you sign Matthew and let Jackson go because you look at maybe his age 
and you go, ah, well, Kareem Jackson, he's getting older, whatever. You talked about Matthew. You know, I, we love his leadership, his coverage skills. You know, our partners at Pro Football Focus graded him at a 70, which is definitely solid. The question is, Brian, did you like him picking up a tight end or on the back end with help on team threats? Because that's my thing with Ty Matthew. And, and to, to me, it's like, it, it seems like you want to go, I love Ty Matthew, but I just don't know. I was very excited at the beginning of the season. He had a really nice start, but the last memory I have of Ty Matthew is when Dontrell Inman caught that touchdown pass in the playoff game. And <laughs> yeah. He's not. He, it looked like he was out of place. He didn't know that he had to be there. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's out there chasing him all the way down to the end zone, and it was already too late. But what we need, uh, what the Houston Texans need, for that matter, are are guys that play more man to man. And we've talked about this throughout the season. You know, doing the zone stuff. You know, and, you know, get, get getting guys. You know, covering them. You know, having them stay in their zone, and it's not working. Andrew Luck is beating it, and you know, you, you we're going to have to be facing him twice a season for a long time, and. You know, the Texans have become so predictable that they know how to to beat the and, and the zone cover. They're just either they're not good at covering end zone or they're not in the right spots. Let me, let me just say Kareem Jackson, he looked like he was the best safety to me. Maybe you, you disagree when he was actually playing at the time that he was playing safety earlier in the year. I think they can keep him at a cheap price. Brian, I don't know if people look at him as oh, this guy is our answer at cornerback. Let's go grab him. The safety market last year wasn't good. Nobody was paying heavy prices on safety. Uh, you could get these guys for cheap. I actually believe that you could keep both Kareem and Ty Matthew. I just want yeah. both of them to be playing safety. Uh, maybe Ty Matthew a little bit less in coverage. Uh, but you know, you'd think Matthew was the obvious choice, like I said, based on his age. But, I mean, I don't know about you, Kareem appeared to be the better safety. When he was out there and, and just looking, you know, just at his numbers, his pro football focus numbers, and I don't have them off the top of my head. Uh, but, yeah, they were pretty good whenever he took the snaps at safety. He took a little over, I believe it was about 135 snaps at free safety uh, this season. So, you know, Bill O'Brien had said, you know, that this is where Kareem is going. But then the bottom fell out with the injury bug, and then they had to move him back uh, to cornerback. By the way, Kareem took 985 snaps, uh, you know, you know, and as far as out there in coverage, you know, you know, wide, you know, as a uh, as a corner. So, yeah. And the, the other thing I, I just got to say is that I, I, I would pick Ty Matthew, but. Kareem, uh, letting him go would scare me because, you know, he can he can play both positions. I, I wouldn't trust Ty Matthew at safety. And like I said, Kareem, I think it might have done a better job. But, you know, it's 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 so hard. Who would you if you had to choose one, who would it be? It would be Kareem Jackson because he can play safety and um, he can play cornerback. But it, it would be intriguing to bring Ty Matthew back. You know, I would, you know, we, we can talk contracts here just a little bit here. I'd offer him three years, you know, somewhere around 27 to 30 million with probably about 10 of that guaranteed, maybe a little bit more than that. But um, he, he's a good locker room guy. There's no doubt about it. But again, it's all about what have you done for me lately out on the field. And, you know, toward the end there, you know, he, he just really leveled off. And I know he probably wouldn't want to hear that, but. 
it may be more of the scheme rather than, you know, Ty Matthews' abilities because he's such a young player. You you, you do want to invest in that because there is potential for him to get better. Again, safeties don't cost much. Safeties don't cost much. And <laughs> they haven't committed to, you know, a, a lot of money this next year. It, it's not like they couldn't keep both of them. It's going to yeah. be a real interesting decision from them. Let, let's get to the corners, Brian, shortly. Uh, but... Another big round of playoffs this weekend. We're going to be talking about these games. Uh, boy, if you think you can make some bucks off it, mybookie.ag. You know, uh, we love them over there. You know, who you're betting on. It's just as important as who you're betting with. These guys, they've been in business for years. They got great reviews. We always talk about their mobile site. So easy to use. And we can only recommend a service that's been good to us. That's why. You make your way over to my bookie. Uh, you know, if you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m., they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Don't forget, they've got that in-game live betting over unders on fantasy points scored. All, you know, most rewarding player perks in the business too. Uh, join now. My bookie matches your deposit dollar for dollar. Use that promo code locked on 25. We always give you. It activates the offer. It saves you money. It gives you that $25 uh, off the free play. Uh, by using our exclusive promo code. You just have to wait till after 6 p.m. to do it. Go ahead, wait till after dinner. Take that extra money. Uh, this is, oh boy, this is going to be a fun weekend uh, to, to to play the odds a little bit. Um, my bookie, though, it's the one to go to. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, now let's move to the cornerback uh, catastrophe, which is kind of a catastrophe over there. Brian, I went into the Texans' uh, history, Brian, and found this interesting nugget this is hard to believe but outside of kevin johnson the texans haven't drafted a cornerback higher than the seventh round since they took brandon harris in 2011 in the second round oh and that brandon harris that was great too wasn't he when you remember the brandon? oh yeah 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 he's he's going into the uh ring of honor right yeah didn't you, didn't you hear? <laughs> oh, man. oh my goodness uh well you know the whole situation there is obviously this is the time to to, to reverse course to change direction uh with brian gain uh, at the helm and and certainly as we talked about yesterday you know that they do need to go in and invest in a cornerback uh i would have to say early but uh, we disagree we disagree on when we should go with the quarter cornerback but we, we both agree that it should be in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you, you know, we agree on this. OK, uh, a cornerback in the first two rounds for sure. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody, I think if you're a Texans fan, everybody agrees on that. But yeah. I mean, Brian, you, you got to draft. It's not just one. I think they need to draft two corners in those first few rounds. I mean, and you've got the two second round picks, a third round and a fifth round. I'd like to see two of them between the first, the two seconds, the third, and the fifth. That, that's how urgent I think it is. Two. Wow. Wow. I, I'm, I'm very impressed. You know, I was thinking just one because you, you probably could patch things up with uh, Jonathan Joseph and uh, Kareem Jackson. I'm tired <laughs> of patching things up at cornerback. It, it's way too urgent. Uh, J. Joe, at some point, it's going to be over. Like It's like one day you're going to look up and not like he was great this year, but you definitely want him no higher than the number two cornerback. And the more guys you get in, you know, it's a numbers game. The more guys you get in, the more guy, more chances that one of those guys is going to be able to handle the job. And, and, and J. Joe, to me, Brian, he's the perfect mentor for the two guys. The two guys, 
I'd be drafting this year. Yeah, but Jonathan Joseph still, you know, when you look at the performance and, you know, I might have to go back to pro football focus. I mean, he is ranked 10th among uh, corners that have received considerable snaps or have taken considerable snaps, you know, at least, you know, 580. You know, he's right there, ranked 10th, and he's got a 80.4 overall grade. So, you know, he's out there producing, but you know, when it comes down to covering those faster receivers, he still can't keep up. Yeah, that's that's the problem right there. You said it. It's the faster receivers that he can't deal with. And, you know, yeah. again, Jonathan Joseph, uh, we just I, I think there's this thought that uh, he's just maybe the Texans think that he's just going to uh, live forever and play forever and stuff like that. And like I said, cornerbacks, uh, they get old, they get slower, it gets harder, injuries are always a problem with Jonathan Joseph. And that's why you need another guy that's ready to step in immediately because, and, and you just, you need three corners, Brian, these days in the NFL. That's the problem. You need three of them and he's 34 years old. You got to get three good ones. And Jonathan Joseph, I'm fine with him as a second or, you know, the maybe if you get somebody good enough, he's the third guy. And so you're not depending so heavily on him. You know, get, take the load off the guy a little bit. He's getting he's getting up there. Yeah, but uh, certainly, you know, as I talked about yesterday, definitely go for the tackle early. Uh, I was thinking, go, try to get another tackle. You know, try to beef up that offensive line as much as you can. But again, you know, cornerback is a, a very important position to to address. But again, I, I think that you could just for one more season invest in this offensive line. I know you have to try to find a medium, but I think you could actually do both by getting a really good corner, backfilling with Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph, kicking Sharice right off the team. Hopefully he doesn't have a job with the Texas. I, I hope to not see him next year. But how about how about free agency? I mean, can can you get some help there? I mean, is the have you looked at that list? Yeah, yeah, I've looked. And, of course, Kareem Jackson is going to be at the top of the list uh, amongst all cornerbacks with considerable snaps. Uh, the man took 985 snaps, as I talked about, um, at corner, has an 85.7 grade. But that's not what the Texans are going to want, you know, in free agency at cornerback. Like, give me somebody that can that's different. We know he's not the answer. We know he's not going to cover the speed. He's never been that good at covering the speed guys at cornerback. Uh, give me some guy who who's out there that may be able to handle that, or at least will be service maybe better than an Aaron Colvin. Well, well, let's go over this list, and 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 I'll let you know pretty much where. Yeah, go hit, hit me with the list. I'm waiting, man. I'm, I'm let's do it. <laughs> I I just want you to, to to be ready for this because here's the list: 31 year old Orlando Scandrick. And then Morris Claiborne of uh, the, the New York Jets. And all these guys were just on short one year, you know, just a little bit of money deals. And now they're available. The lone person that's standing out amongst all of this is Bryce Callahan uh, with the Chicago Bears. Uh, had a very good season. He's 27, so he's still pretty young. Uh, but he is a free agent. But I, I would doubt that, you know, I'm pretty sure the Bears are going to try to re-sign him. He did get a foot injury in mid-December. 
So he wasn't able to finish the season uh, as a result. Uh, but he his pass rush grade was an 86.6, 81.4 overall grade, and 81.3 in coverage um, out of 676 snaps uh, that he took. So um, I, I would have to say that Bryce Callahan was pretty good for the Bears. Well, hopefully these guys, hopefully Bryce Callahan does, hits free agency because, you know, that's the other problem is you go, okay, this guy looks like he's a free agent. This guy looks like he's a free agent. But, you know, they've got till March to sign these guys, right? Exactly, exactly. And I'm pretty sure the Bears want to bring the band back together. And uh, Bryce I mean, could likely be in their plans. But if he becomes available, to, to me, that is the guy that you want to go after. I mean, Orlando Skandrick doesn't really jump the needle for me. Jason McCourty, maybe 10 years ago he would have. Uh, Morris Claiborne. He's, Morris Claiborne is 28, but... He's had so many injuries, back, ankle. He is not the same guy as he used to be. Um, I, I, I admired him. I, I still do admire him to a, a certain extent. We, we don't need an older, injured guy. We've got plenty of those. <laughs> we got Jonathan Joseph. That's enough. But those are your guys uh, right there. And Jonathan Joseph came off the richest contract out of all these guys that performed the best uh, this season. You have a four-year, $34 million deal. He's obviously going to get paid more than that. But um, it just really depends. But so your best answer right now is just to re-sign Kareem Jackson because he is familiar with your system. That's why you got to get guys in the draft. I mean, that's why it's so crucial. Yeah. Uh, before we give our predictions for the playoffs matchups this weekend. And by the way, LockedOnTexans.com. I'm going to mention that again. LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. I'm going to mention it again in a little bit. But that's if you what if you've got a thought on the cornerback situation or we talked about offensive line yesterday. You disagree with us. Uh, just let us know, you know, let us know what you would do, what you would do differently. But before we give those playoff predictions this weekend, just a quick reminder that uh, spread the word. If you love this show, we've also added a new way to make you a part of the conversation. You can just call 903-265-9629. That's a way for you to just leave a voicemail, an opinion or a question. We'll put it on the show. I mean, there's, we're going to, we want you on the show. We're going to put you on the show. Uh, and we're going to include that number in the show description in case you forget. Again, it's LockedOnTexansAppMail.com for questions or comments as well. And remember, uh, this is this is a thing between both of us. You know, not just me and Brian, but this is you guys too, you the listeners. Uh, we want you to be a part of the conversation. Also, don't forget, if you've got that smart speaker for the holidays, just tell it to play podcast Locked On Texans. It's that easy. That's the way you can listen to us. You know, if you're around the house or wherever you are, maybe in your backyard uh, doing something, you put the speaker out there and you can listen to some Locked On Texans conversation. All right, Brian, let's get to these playoff matchups. And uh, the first one on Saturday, 335 Central Time, 335 in Houston, Colts versus the Chiefs. Brian, I I, I like the Colts. I mean, how could you not? They're, they have the better defense. Their offense is rolling. It's almost impossible to get to Andrew Luck right now. The Chiefs' defense is not good. Andy Reid is questionable as a playoff coach. I, I, I'll go with the Colts on this one. I'm just going to go with the because uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, just the terrific way he's been playing this season. Although the the Chiefs' season came down uh, with a thought. I think they were they were three and three in their last stretch of games there. Uh, but it's the playoffs, and I think this man is going to rise uh, to the occasion and lead this team to a victory uh, over the Colts. It will be close. 
Um, I'm I'm certainly uh, thinking that the Chiefs are going to be able to pull it out, and it, it, it's going to be a kicking battle. So uh, their kickers are going to be ready. Adam Vinatieri, you, you know, you better take whatever uh, pills you take now. You, at you, you really think it's going to be a kicking battle with those two offenses? Yeah, I, you know, you never know. You never know with this. Well, no, I, you just said I, I think it's going to be a kicking battle, and I, I'll disagree with that one. Next one, let's go to the Cowboys and the Rams. And uh, Cowboys and Rams play at seven fifty Houston time at seven fifteen. Uh, I really think the Rams are going to win this one. I know people are high on the Cowboys. I love the way the Cowboys' defense is playing. However, can you see a Dak Prescott at this point being in a conference championship game? I'm having a hard time believing at it, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys won. I I just I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams on this one. Just a complete team from top to bottom. Well coached. Um, I I just cannot put the the Cowboys are going to give them a definite run. uh, But I I just see the Rams. They're they're trying to avenge what happened last season. And they're going to try to get it to this NFC championship. Next up, uh, Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, Phillip Rivers. uh, You know, we've talked about it. Love this guy. Um, I want to see him make the run. I just get a, this feels like the Chargers year. I know the Patriots are the Patriots and Brady and Belichick and they're favored by four and they're at home and blah, blah, blah. The Chargers to me are the most complete team in the NFL and I'm going to be really disappointed. That's the game of all games. I'm going to be disappointed uh, if uh, that it's a Patriots win If that, that particular, mostly I, most of these games I don't care about. Of course, I'm rooting against the Cowboys because I have to because that's being from Houston. But uh, I really want Philip Rivers to win, and I and I think he will. Philip is just hadn't been good uh, in the playoffs. You know, whenever the game's on the line, this is his time for him to uh, redeem himself. I, I really do hope that the, the Chargers are able to pull off the win. But number twelve, you you, you just can't count them out. You know, I, I see the Pats getting through this game. It's it's going to be. You're all going to be wondering why, how is he able to do it? Because they obviously do not have the better team from top to bottom, but the the Pats are going to be able to pull this out and they're going to the AFC championship. Last time we probably see Rob Gronkowski, I feel like this is his his last year. He's not the same player anymore. Uh, The Chargers, to me, they've got more weapons on offense. They're a better defensive team. Uh, I know it's Belichick. It's scary to, to bet against him, but... That's what I'm doing. Eagles and Saints. Uh, the first game, the Chargers-Patriots was at noon. The Eagles-Saints at 340 on Sunday. Uh, boy, I-, I can't go against the Saints at home. I mean, Brian, they're, they're in the dome. They're at home. They've been fantastic all year. I-, I know Nick Foles and the Eagles and the rolling and all that. But uh, just I got I got to go with the Saints. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a tight game. But I think the Saints pull it out. I love the story of Nick Foles. It's like it's becoming a legend, and um, he's going to march those guys in there. And uh, it's 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 just going to be a, a really good duke em up battle between both teams. But Drew Brees, uh, one of the best, arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and that's no secret there. But uh, when the bright lights are on, when the stage, and he. He's he's got to redeem himself because you know he before he goes off into the sunset he wants to get one more Super Bowl. I think once he gets that Super Bowl he might say okay 
I'm just going to go on and retire right now and uh, call it, you know, call it that. But uh, I, I really do think that Drew Brees is going to go out there with all the talent that he has surrounding him and uh, get the W. But uh, yeah, no blowout uh, by any means. But that's going to probably be the most exciting game this weekend. I'm calling it. I don't know about that. I, I still feel like the that first game, uh, the Colts and the Chiefs, the Chiefs. with their with their two offenses, uh, it could be that could be a super high scoring game. But yeah, I don't I don't know if the Drew Brees has got to redeem himself. He's got a Super Bowl. He's awesome. Uh, he when he's had a good defense, he's taken his team to the playoffs. And you know, it, it's a lot of times it's just been it's a defense. It's the other side of the ball with Philip Rivers. Uh, he's gotten screwed up a lot by the Chargers' awful special teams. I mean, every year the special teams is a joke, and uh, it's it's interesting that they're going. That's why we talked at the beginning of the show about Nick Rose coming in as an extra kicker. I mean, they're they're taking all uh, all kinds of responsibility on that special teams, trying to do everything they can to win it from that side of the football. And I can't blame them for that. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. These games this weekend should be a lot of fun. And you know, like I said, come on, Philip Rivers, get it done. Let's do it. But uh, hey, we're gonna talk. We're gonna let you guys go for the weekend, unless something crazy happens over the next couple of days. Uh, should be back with you on Sunday. Definitely ready for your Monday morning drive to work for sure. Uh, don't forget lockedontexans.com. Don't forget houseofhouston.com. Houston Sports Talk, the podcast. Uh, you know where to follow me and Brian and the whole show and everything like that. That's all we got for this one, though. Have a great weekend as always. Thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh,